We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender and Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Wednesday, June 7th, and things are still rolling. We're rolling. We're into June. We got MLB DFS going solid. Got some MMA coming up coming up this weekend. It's not a very good card. Uh may, 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 is it a good card uh, for a pay-per-view? You know, caliber fights. I don't know. I mean, I'm just talking about from a DFS perspective. Only eleven, only eleven fights on a pay per view card. It's kind of weird, right? Typically, it's much bigger, right? So, I don't know. We'll be talking about that on Friday. Obviously, answering your questions like I normally do here, right? You could send them in questions at theoryofdfs.com. I'm letting them pile up, right? Looking for topics to discuss that you you would like to be discuss and talk about. And uh, obviously talk to the people in the YouTube chat. Wataz, Suki Singh, the early birds. Good morning. Jay Simmons, Barbie, Matt Mears. Good morning. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Give me those thummy thumbs. Right? Some nice free content. Some unstructured learning in the morning as we learn. Mostly, we mostly talk about math. It's mostly mathematical concepts here. That'll help you be more profitable in daily fantasy sports. Now, if you want structured learning, you can just go to theoryofdfs.com. You can pick up my 15-hour audio masterclass. You can pick up the advanced players guide with the uh, custom Excel tools. You could you could get you could get all of this, right? So you don't have to go through 400 hours of of shows and and questions and repeats and explanations and everything. You get all all nice. It's like going going to going to a college class and learning, going listening to a lecture and going through some exercises. And there you go, a theory of DFS.com. But pe- pe- people often ask. They often ask uh, in, in, in my DMs, in emails, sometimes on the show. You know, because obviously here at Roto Grinders, we have uh, we have projections, right? We have player projections. We have ownership projections. We have tools like Lineup HQ. 
We have simulation outputs like Slate IQ for MLB. We do that for NFL, for showdown contests, for golf, for whatever, for everything. I mean, that's that's the purpose of subscribing to Roto Grinders, right? You get all of that. You also get, you know, the the regular content, right? The you know the the, the analysis game by game and player analysis and stuff like that, as well as the Discord, right? I have a channel in there. You can talk to me anytime you want in the Blenders Game Theory channel. But we got premium chats for uh, for every sport. And uh, and also every product, right? Derek Hardy's the bat. There's the bat chat. You get his projections if you want. It's like, what is the gap between? Because people ask, like, what is, what is the best? The best? What? Who has the best projections? Because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that Roto Grinders is the only place where you can get that type of stuff. Okay, I'm not gonna tell you that. Oh, we exist in a bubble, right? I use I use Roto Grinder stuff. I'm here at Roto Grinders. I used I used Roto Grinder stuff. Before I was even a host on the show, before I was part of the team, I was, I was, I was in Discord, just a normal person, just chatting it up with people, right? I was a subscriber back in 2016, way before this. So this is what I use, right? As part of a suite of everything that I use. I also use the custom Excel tools that are part of theoryofdfs.com. I use it. Anything I show on the show is what I use. I mean, that's, that's the point. I'm not going to say, oh, here's this thing and I don't use it. And what's the point? Okay. Now, sometimes you get a little bit more advanced and there's things that you do faster on your own than a, a tool that could help someone that has no idea what they're doing, right? But that's kind of the point of tools. So people ask, people ask often, like who, who has the best MLB projections or who has the most accurate uh, NFL ownership? Who has, who has the best, optimizer who is the best lineup builder who is the bet all about best 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 my typical response is that the difference between places that offer these things is not dramatic right it's not about having the best projections it's about having projections it's like i always say like oh you're looking for the you're looking for the best mlb projections that I I personally think uh, I I I know Derek Cardi's process. It encapsulates a lot a lot more than than any other place that I know of. So I would consider that the best. They said, "Oh, okay." So I'm I should get Derek Cardi's projections. I said, "No." You said, "Do you have do you do you currently have a way of turning player names into numbers, which is what projections are? Do you have a, do you have a current no?" I said, so, so anything, you don't have to get Derek Cardi's projections. You just have to have a way to do that. Even if it's a little less accurate, you know, what's going to be more accurate than having none, right? Simply having the projections that are anywhere close to reasonably accurate is better than you, better off than you are now, way better off than you are now. And the same could be said for ownership projections. The same could be said for any tools. Right, so new tools come out in the industry all the time. Right, Roto Grinders here. I mean, we 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 release stuff on a yearly basis. I think they're working on some stuff for for NFL Showdown this coming year. That's going to be a new tool for you to use. Right, we have results DB. Right, we got uh, we got even at ScoresAndOdds.com. You got like single game parlay tools. Obviously, that on the betting side, you're not like it's not peer to peer, not competing against anyone. There's plenty of tools. Which one? Who has the best tools? 
Like that's not that's not that's not the issue. It's who uses tools, who uses projections, and who doesn't. That's more important. That makes up more of the skill gap than anything else. We were having this conversation in the bat chat uh, yesterday, last night, a nerdy tenor, because we were, we were talking about, you know, as far as new tools pop up and go like, oh, do I need, do I need to use this? Do I need to, new projection system, new something, whatever. So I do, I, oh, it, it, oh, it's going to kill the game. It's going to kill the game. No, it's not going to kill the game. It's not about if what tools are better, Right. If you're going to go and you're going to get uh, my custom Excel tools as part of Theory DFS for advanced players, it should make you a better player. How much better of a player will it make you? Well, it depends on what your baseline is. If you're already a bad, if you don't understand, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is if you're watching this show, you're probably, you're probably not half bad. But if you're a bad player that doesn't understand even the just the concepts of of Decent DFS play, like the tools aren't going to do anything for you. You know, you're gonna, you're not even going to understand how the tools, what the tools do, right? What what you're even looking at, what the numbers even mean. You're going to actually probably misinterpret that. Okay, all the tools do is maybe make slightly below average players average, make average players into slightly above average, right? The difference between great DFS players and above average DFS players is minimal, right? The difference between Awesomeo or Brick 75 or Giant Squid or name, name, name your McLovin, name Uticao, name all those people. If you're playing large field GPPs, the difference between them and you, if you're a profitable player, right? If you've had long-term profit, if you've been playing for years, Right, doesn't mean you're a profitable player because the sample size you need is still ridiculous. But most likely, you're not that much worse than 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 the top players in the game. You're not. The skill gap, as uh, as Dirty Tenor we, we were talking about, is that the difference between a good player and a great one is much much smaller than the difference between a semi decent player and a bad bad. Because we were talking about like where the edge comes in DFS. We've talked about this before. We we you can go back, you can go back to some old videos from earlier this year about you know GPP equity dynamics, right? If we go back to back to January, you can find some videos. Go go search them out. Like where where does the equity go? Or where does that equity come from that we can win? Where 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 does the money come from? Right, that's that. That's probably the most important episode. So if you want to look, but where does the money come from? It comes from the bad lineups, right? The heavily, the heavily negative EV lineups that people enter, and depending on the sport and depending on the contest, that can make up 20, 30, sometimes forty percent of all the entries in the contest. The other 60%, let's say 40, let's say 40%, let's say really soft. 40% of the entries are negative or at least wor- are worse than the the rake or worse. Right? So 85 cents on the dollar or worse lineups. 
Well, in order for your lineups to be profitable, they they don't have to be that dramatically better than like the top players have lineups that are a dollar twenty-two, and you have lineups that are a dollar sixteen. Like you still have profitable lineups, but there's a big difference between your dollar sixteen lineup and someone else's sixty-four cent lineup, right? That didn't have doesn't have projections, doesn't have just like just you know playing MLB, playing playing eight one-offs that still project and and uh, doesn't play the, the obvious eight point over the field size projected pitcher. Like they're sitting there with a lineup that's 42 points below average and not correlated. And it's like, okay, this, this lineup is like three or four times worse than the rake. Like those people matter more than how, what the difference is between you and the top player. As long as you're as long as you're above the line, as long as you're decent enough, and you're playing against enough soft competition, the difference between a good player and a great player in DFS is really mar it's it's quite marginal. Okay? So when it comes to tools, when it comes to projections, like to me, projections are are, are table stakes. If you don't have projections, I think long term you're a lost cause. As far as being able to turn those player names into numbers and then arrange the numbers better than your opponents, there is a value in getting better and increasing your skill gap on the worst players. But it's not about getting better than the top players. That's not that's not where the bulk of your money comes from. A bulk of your money will come from the bad players. So I, I got a I got a sketch pad. You know, you know me. You know me with the awful, the awfully uh, drawn graphs that I do on occasion on the show, All right? So if you want to, want to let's draw, let's draw a graph, okay? So we're gonna put in, and we're gonna put in like this is like the EV line, right? So we're gonna say this is EV, theoretical EV, right? We're gonna put this at one, and let, let's say it's adjust, it's adjusted for the rake, right? So one would be profitable, right? And this would be zero. Right, and then what do the what do lineups look like? What what we have a large field contest. So this is we have the lower percent percentiles. So this is like the skill the skill level. So this this would be like skill skill. We call it we'll call it skill, I guess. Right. So what this will look like, like what the percentiles are, is that. The top players will be somewhere over here, right? So well above this EV, right? The, the break-even point of a dollar or whatever per lineup, break-adjusted. But it'll just slowly come down, like slow. Like this is this is the number number of users and whatever. It'll go like this, right? Till we we got to like the break-even point. And then it's going to go kind of sharply, a little bit more sharply, a little bit more sharply, a little bit more sharply, like something, some, something, something like this. Okay. So here's here's the the, the theoretical break-even point. If we could just put little dashes here, All right? So let's say that's. That's the break-even point. 
Okay. So the difference between, let's say, top players are over here. Like the difference between that top player and an average player, like the difference is not that it's not that large. But as you go down to the worst line, this like this lineup down here is like a lineup that like obviously one that's all the way at the bottom is probably a lineup that was like reserved and never entered. Like one of those lineups. Like, oh, they reserved their entry, just never put in a lineup. Zero, done. You can you know you've no players, right? Sure, that's that line. But you got a plenty of negative EV lineups, like down here, way down here. It's not, this is not like, oh, and it, and it goes to over here. And that's the difference. If, if the difference was, over, if, if the bad players ended up over here, no one would make money. Okay. This curvature at this point matters more than this curvature up here. People focus too much on this, on this top, Right. So you see Utica, whatever, right over here. And let's say you're you're sitting you're sitting here, right? You don't realize you're sitting there, right? It's like, oh, I'm a profitable player. I've been playing for, you know, whatever amount of years. It's like the difference between the average EV of your lineup versus the average EV of Utica's lineups is not that dramatic. It's really, it's really not that dramatic. As the game moves on and on, less and less bad players. I mean, that that's the natural progression of a game. Like, you care more about this. I don't care about Utica's lineups. If I'm sitting here, if I'm sitting right there, I'm in the I'm I'm profitable. Right? Even if I'm even if I'm sitting here, I'm profitable. I'm less a little bit less profitable. But if I if I did everything I can, if I if I if I took took programming classes if i if i did if i got i i developed my own projections and my own simulations and my own everything and i got an mit scientist to live with me right he lives in my closet and he's going to do all this data analysis and we're going to just start we're going to get a supercomputer Right, we're going to start getting spinning up amazon web services and running we're going to do all of that we're going to spend 80 hours a week crunching the numbers and analyzing contests and all that type of stuff. Like that'll get you from that spot to the, to, to the spot up here. Right. But he, over here, you, you have an, you have an EV, let's say of a dollar 16. Like that'll get you from a dollar 16 to a dollar 21, which hey Hey, that's a little bit more profitable, a little bit more. You get a little bit more than your fair share of equity up here, right? But let's say you're a bad player, right? You're probably not watching this show. Let's say you're sitting down, maybe not all the way down here, right? But maybe you're sitting over here, right? This is probably someone that, I don't want a computer to tell me what to do. Projections are spooky and unnatural, right? That's probably that type of player. Right, that's like no, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go buy basketball players' haircuts and sneakers and you know trends and stupid stuff. Right, occasionally they'll have plus EV lineups by happenstance, but in the long run, they're they're lose they're lose their their lineups are down at the you know, seventy eight cents. Right, they don't have a dollar sixteen lineup; they have dollar seventy eight cent lineups. 
Sometimes they have 64 cent lineups. Occasionally they have a dollar seven lineup. Yeah, I mean, just it's not going to be every day, but on average, it's they're going to be losing money. Now, if they simply just, they simply just said, okay, I'm I'm going to give in. I'm going to I'm going to look at player projections to decide more, maybe not heavily more, but more about what lineups I should be playing in these contests. He's going to go from here to maybe maybe here. Still maybe still maybe losing, but dramatically losing, losing dramatically less money. Like just that simple. I'm going to look at projections could take you from 78 cent lineups to 97 cent lineups where you're losing a little in the long run. Like that, that gap is huge. Now you start looking at, looking at ownership projections because you're playing GPPs and you're like, ah, okay. You're you're considering that sum, right? You're considering correlation to, to some degree, Right. In baseball, it's like, oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stack five five man stacks, and I'm gonna do I'm gonna start doing that. Well, that player just ended up is now over here, not in this spot. They end up becoming a slightly profitable player, or close to around to break even. Then once they maybe they they stop by this show, they go to theoryofdfs.com. They listen to the 15-hour audio masterclass. They listen to the advanced course, with the, and they start using the custom Excel tools. They go, oh, I, I'm, I'm understanding how this game is played conceptually. I'm understanding, oh, I'm, oh, that's what that projection means. Oh, that's what, oh, I've been, I've been too reactive. I've been thinking about, you know, oh, well, he struck out eight last time. He's got to strike out this again. Like, oh, okay, that's, that's not, that's not, that's not the right way to think. I'm starting to think better. Now that person's going from this spot to this spot. It didn't move that. It really didn't move that much. It went from a break-even player to now a decently, you know, somewhat profitable player. Maybe ends up moving up a little bit. You know, I would think that a lot of people that watch this show are somewhere in this range, right? Somewhere between maybe this guy and this guy, right? That you're a little bit above break-even to... Decently above break even, somewhere, somewhere, somewhere in this gap. The people I'm trying to reach, my, my target demographic is more, more, more of these people, right, right, kind of the ones that are around the break even line. The ones that are down here are a lost cause. If I mean, most of the time, the reason why they're down here is because they look at a show like this and they go, "You're talking gobbledygook. I don't want to learn about math. How come you're not talking about sports?" And they're always going to be bad because of it. But these are the people that feed us. These are the people that feed us. So when it comes to the skill gap, more of your money will come from having more of these people in your contest than by go moving from here to there to there. It's a, Do you want to move from and move up in your skill? Yes. I'm saying that you shouldn't be doing that, but... If we removed all of these bad players on the bottom, then the skill gap isn't going to matter anymore because everyone loses to the rake now. The difference, imagine having none of these lineups. So basically all the lineups are going to be, you know, like marginal. It's going to turn into a lottery, essentially, with a 15% rake. The difference between the worst lineup in the contest and the best lineup in the contest from an EV standpoint, it's going to be very marginal. 
It's just a matter of who, what's variance going to happen today? I mean, like that, that's what it's going to be. You don't get these 64 cent lineups and 48 cent and 72 cent lineups. And that could, that could be up to 40% of the field. Like in the Millie maker, that's like 40% of the field for the NFL Millie maker. MLB, maybe it's 20, 22%, 25%. So as, as nerdy tenor says in, in discord yesterday, that it's the number of number of people using good tools that matters most for EV than the relative quality of said tools, which mimics exactly what I just said before. That it's it's not about like, oh, which tool is better than the others? Like, no, how many people are using them? Right? Are you going to choose to use them or not? So he says that I'm much more interested in the number of bad players that stop being bad or stop playing. Rather than the players going from mediocre to okay to good to very good, which is exactly what I'm highlighting here. Right? The this this zone down here matters the most. Where does the money come from? Okay. Now, as you increase your skill, you're going to get more of this fair share of money that's that's where it comes from. You to cow, he's going to get the, the biggest chunk of it right it's not that huge of a chunk but you're gonna get it you're gonna get a decent chunk also i'm gonna get a decent chunk all these people up here are gonna get a decent chunk the difference between you to cow's chunk and my chunk is not gonna be that dramatically different he's gonna have he's gonna have this chunk and i'm gonna have like a little bit a little bit this chunk it's like how do i get from this chunk to the uh, yeah you have to get a little bit better but the key is to get out of this is the key is to get out of being a bad player. And then once you're in this zone of somewhere around break even, is like, like, can I get better enough to get get into like this this zone here? That's that's kind of the purpose of what my content is. But once you get here, it's like there's you could always get better, but there's no there's no dramatic well, what more can I do? So many, so many people ask. They go through all my content, they take the course, they get the tools, and they go, what more can I do? What more can I study? I said, not much. There's not much difference. Like now, now, you, now it's just variance. And now just consistent, just consistently build plus EV lineups based on the information that you have. Like obviously, if you want to adjust some of the projections, adjust some of the projections. The key is find the first thing you need to do is you need to find a lot more people that are in this zone down here, right? This bad zone. I had dead opponents that put in lineups that are 22 points off median. Sure. Yeah. Can I find those people? That's more important. Like you don't need, you don't need to be the best, right? And you also don't need to be the best to win large field GPPs. Most of who wins a large field GPP is down to variance. Right, because the differences between the EV of lineups is is not that dramatic. Run the simulations, you'll see. ANS Comedy says, "I like your content. It makes it simple. It makes me. I don't think it makes it simple, but it's simpler than than programming. Yeah, and it makes me confident in my skills despite not having sims. Right. I think theory of DFS content will get." Definitely get you from the, this zone, this bad zone down here up to the break-even point. 
but most likely it'll get the more and the more you learn, it'll get you from this break-even point to a solidly profitable player. Will it get you to the top top? No. I mean, you probably you probably need to develop your own tools and your own you can't you have to have more precise methodologies. And we talk about that all the time. Blunt methodologies, precise methodologies. The more precise your methodologies, the more theoretically profitable you, you should be. But you're only going to move up. The key point is that the difference between here and here is in the top. The top guys on the Roto Grinders leaderboard is not that dramatic. It's really not. It's marginal. A lot of times it is. So your concern shouldn't be about, you know, which, which tool is the best. Or if there's a new tool out there. Let's say there's a new tool out there, hypothetically, that does something that maybe has not been publicly available recently. Let, let's, I mean, we could go back in time, go back to 2013, 2014. There, there weren't any public publicly available player projections for anything. I mean, I wasn't playing then. I started playing in 2015. There was a time in 2012, 2013, I know, I know of, that Basketball Monster had projections publicly available. And people just made money simply using their projections, right? And they, they were publicly available because 90% of the field wasn't, you. There were the projections weren't even a thing. Of course, the, the sharp players were making their own models. But the, the, the skill gap between having projections and not having projections, it's humongous. It's absolutely humongous. Now, if everyone has projections, then what's the what's the gap there? Not not much. The difference between my projections are slight are seven percent more accurate than yours. It's not going to matter that much, really. You need to be playing against people that that, that think that that oh why aren't why why aren't we talking about sports? Why does this have to be a math conversation? You want those people in your contest? That's going to matter more than optimizers, right? 2016, 2017, in that era, 2015, you start getting lineup builders and optimizers. Oh, you can build 150, you can build 300 lineups. You can set all these numbers, you can make it, and you can upload via CSV. So these sites started offering CSV uploads. If you if you think that people weren't doing that beforehand, before tools were publicly available, you're 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 not very smart. People made their own. Right? How did this person enter 300 lineups? It was before there wasn't even a 150 cap, right? How did this person enter 500 lineups that quickly? Well, they they have an optim they have a tool they have an optimizer they have a lineup builder they have they have a tool that they they program themselves or they got someone else to program or something. People are like, well, I have to hand build 100 lineups. Like, no, you don't have to hand build 100 lineups, right? Then even the, even if you're only building five lineups, like can you do that as as efficiently and accurately as possible? Seeing all possible combinations and running through them and comparing ownership numbers and projection numbers, you need you need a tool for that. Roto Grinder says lineup HQ, right? So the gap between okay now everyone has project now everyone having projections and now having a tool like an optimizer, a lineup builder. Not saying it. People use them correctly. I'm just saying, if used correctly, if used properly, that'll move you up from maybe here to there. Right? I mean, that you're starting to move up this 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 very 
shallow line that you're getting a little bit more more profitable you're 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 taking basically what you're doing is inching your way up taking a little bit a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit bigger piece of these bad line the equity seeded by these bad lineups down here that's what you're doing your competition isn't Uticao, isn't McLovin, isn't whoever. Insert top of the road of grinders rankings. Your competition is more. How many bad players still play? How many people do not use the tools that are available? That matters way more than which ones did you use. The difference, if, if I'm sitting here, let's say I'm in this first spot and you're sitting behind me. Like wow, I want to be I want to be able to beat Jordan and in, in profitability. Like, dude, we're not that that would. Dude, I do Zoom calls, right? We we, we do Zoom calls as part of uh, Roto Grinders Premium. I, I do them twice a month, three sometimes three times a month. Just group coaching calls. You just talk. We just hang out and talk about whatever on Zoom, not recorded. You know how many people I have to tell? They go through their they go through some of their stuff, and I go here, I go. Dude. It's like, dude, you're good. They're acting like they don't, like they don't, like, oh, what am I missing? I'm like, you're not missing anything. Like your process seems pretty, pretty good to me. Right? Seems, seems adequate. He said, well, what can I do? I'm like nothing. Well, you know, the difference between being, if, if, if me, if me and you both played the same contest all the time and whatever like that, like we'd be the same. I mean, like, doesn't matter if we have different lineups or anything like that. It's like, at the end of the day, it's like, you're not doing any better than I am. I mean, I'm better than the most profitable players. It's like, you're, I'm not saying you're done. You'd always improve. And obviously, the, the landscape changes, right? Players get better. Players get worse. Formats change, right? We have baseball this year, more stolen bases, right? So that, that matters in some direction. You know, pitching has been a kind of a bitch. Right, that changes, and the field doesn't adjust in time. So now you 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 try to adjust before the field does. Yeah, there's stuff to do. But once you get once you get into a certain point, once you get to a certain level with the tools that you have that you utilize properly, there's there's no more way to go. There's like there's not much way to go. Oh, this new tool came out for me to do X, Y, and Z, and if I use it properly. I'm going to go from here to like, where are you? You're not. Yeah. You'll probably gain a couple extra cents on the dollar on average for each entry, but it ain't going to take someone down here all the way up here. It's definitely not the person that's all the way down here. Doesn't even understand what, what the tool does, why they should pay for it and what the numbers even mean. Right. So I'm almost not even concerned about these people. I don't want them to get better. These, these break even players. Yeah, any any edge where they start moving up the line is creeping into my into my potential profit. Just not as much, not not that much. So I don't mind helping these people. These are my people, these break-even players. These are my people. These are the people that I help. I can't help the the, the these these are lost causes. I try, I try to. I try to help the people down here. I trying to teach them what expected value even is. What the concept even means, right? We're going to flip a coin and you get paid five to one. 
right? Don't you want to do it? Yeah. Okay. What's the expect that because it's positive expected value because it's a 50 50 occurrence and I'm paying you like it's a, like it's an 80% occurrence. Like you're going to make money over time. Right. You say that and then they go, okay, I'll bet, I'll bet, I'll, I'll bet a dollar for five to one. Okay. 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 Name, name your side. They go heads and I go, I came up tails. And I say, did you do anything wrong? And you know what they say? I said, yeah. I didn't pick tails. And then I just shake my head. And I just go, I guess these people just thank you for being in my contests. I mean, just sorry. Sorry if you don't get it. Sorry if you, you don't get the bare basics of possibly third grade level statistics. That's what these people are. And I like seeing them in my contest, right? The more percentage of those lineups in my contest, the better. But let's say you're in that break-even range and like, oh, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to start using tools. I'm I'm going to go and get the advanced player's guide, right? Six hours of audio, 10 chapters, and the custom Excel tools. Let's say I use them. How am I going to get better? Like you're you're telling me, Jordan, that the gap between the top players and just above average players is not that dramatic. And the difference between above average players and break-even players is not that dramatic. So why, why, why don't I just stick around here and hope for good variance, right? Some years I'm going to have minus 3%. Some years I'm going to be plus 3% or whatever, which is fine. You can't. The thing is, is that using tools, a lot of times you're not getting more profitable by building better lineups. You're getting more profitable by eliminating the bad lineups you end up playing without realizing. So for instance, if you were to build Let's say you're, built, you're, you're playing the, the 20 max, right? The $4, 20 max, $3, 20 max, whatever you want to, whatever it is. You're building 20 lineups. Now, if you're one of these players down here, it doesn't mean all your 20 lineups are going to be down here, right? On this scale. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. May actually, it may actually mean that this player, on average, right, on average, that player, this bad player, on average, is going to have this EV. But he's going to have some lineups down here. He's going to have some really bad lineups. He's going to have some break-even lineups. Out of his 20 lineups, maybe he has three or four plus EV lineups. Does he know that? No, he doesn't. he doesn't realize it. So out of his 20 lineups, maybe only four or five are actually plus EV. 
maybe eight or so, or actually like somewhere like a little bit less than break even. But then he has some that you know, he's made six of them that are losing like five x four x five x the rate. Like are just god all like why? What are you doing down here? Out of twenty lineups, it doesn't mean all of them are bad. It just means on average they're around here. These break even players, right? Plus or minus. May, some of their lineups could be better than Uticao's lineups, but also they end up with every once in a while, every and their twenty in their twenty lineup set, they may have six, seven, eight negative EV lineups. Like they may have some lineups up here. You see where my mouse is hovering, but they may also have a lineup in med at seventy eight cents. They accidentally have a lineup at fifty five cents. Like they don't didn't realize it. They're just like, no, I'm playing the low owned stack. I don't care about this and whatever and the. And that this pitcher, whatever, and some combination that just makes no no sense for the sake of the contest. And it turns out to be a really bad lineup, really negative EV lineup. Now they've they're they're break even, right? They're around break even, a little bit less, a little bit more, because they still put in enough plus EV lineups that, yeah, they got five, they got out of their 25 may end up being negative EV. And that's the cost of doing business. Then when you get up here, you're building 20 lineups. Maybe 18 of them are plus EV, right? Maybe two end up being underneath the line. You know, without really, you know, you just that's the cost of doing business. Then when you go up, get up here to the top level, maybe you, you end up with zero negative EV lineups, right? Like that's that would be the difference. So the tools that you use hopefully doing that they're not like oh how do i build better lineups it's like no how do i not include the bad lineups that i have been including you build 150 set i mean if you don't know what you're doing with lineup hq number one you could build 150 negative ev lineups but even if in your way of trying to build 150 plus ev lineups sometimes just working with the tools you're going to have a margin of error where yeah, it's quite it's quite probable 20 out of my 150 lineups are just negative EV. And that's the only way that I could get to these 130 plus EV lineups. Right? That's like, okay, it's the it's the cost of doing business. Well, any new tool that you use, don't think of in terms of how do how can I turn my dollar 16 lineups into dollar 21 lineups? I think it's more how do I turn my 78 cent lineups into not playing them? Right, I don't end up playing those lineups, right? Because I'm playing twenty, and I end up with the couple that aren't. I think that's what the tools are more. And then the more, the more, more useful. They're, the more and more you do that, your average lineup EV starts going up, which means your plate, the amount of bad lineups you're putting in goes down. So you move closer and closer up. That's what the value of these tools are or any tool in your arsenal, once you've gotten to the point where you understand how to play the game of DFS, the three levers, projection, correlation, leverage, you understand combinatorics, you understand where the equity is, you understand the differences between all the contextual variables of a contest. All this stuff is in these courses. I mean, like you just, on the show, we talk about it on the show, just that we skip around and I answer questions or whatever. If you want it all in one spot, go to theoryofdfs.com. 
Once you know all, once you have all of that, and then you have access to a way to turn player names into numbers, a player projection as well as an ownership projection. Like Once you have all of that, and you understand conceptually, even if you're hand-building from that point, you're probably already in this break-even zone. You're there. You're done. And to there. Now it's just a matter of just being more consistent and building more of them. Knowing how to adjust to different slates. Right? If you Even if you're hand-building, just getting out of this zone, getting out of the break-even zone into the profitable, into the consistently profitable zone. Getting from the bad to the bakery. The, that's what it's for. And eliminating the lineups that you would have played previously had you not had these tools. That in and of itself will just obviously make you more money. Not because your best lineups are making you more, is because the worst lineups don't exist anymore. Anus Comedy says, if I watch the show every day, would you say I'm ready for the advanced course or is there stuff in the beginner's guide that isn't covered here? I would suggest, I would get the first one. Like I said, it's more of a difference between structure and unstructure. Me, I mean, truthfully, I mean, I, I've always said this. It sounds nuts. What I would do, like if you're asking me what I would do, see, what I would do is different from what I would suggest. Because I know I'm a different person. So ANS Comedy says, if I watch the show every day, would you say I'm ready for the advanced course? It's like, yeah, if you did. But you didn't. You know what I would do? I would go back to the very first show and watch every 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 show. I watch everything. You go, well, well, you have like 450 episodes. I said, yeah, I also have 100 Theory of DFS podcast episodes. And some of them are three hours long. There's also tons of old videos that I did before I was on Roto-Grinders. I've ton, I've tied thousands of hours of content. And you know what I would do? If I started today, I'd watch them all. And you go, ha, 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 ha. Well, yeah, yeah, you watch them all. And I go, I'm not joking. That's how I learned how to play DFS, by watching everything. I watched RG videos from 2013, and I was it was two years later. So any, any, show, any show Jonathan Bales is on, I'm going to watch. I just watched every, I just watched old NFL shows or whatever. Just get a sense of, you know, this guy seems to have a sense of how to play strategically, conceptually, like, like you play poker. And I started to just... Any anyone that sounded like that, I'm like, I want to watch all their shows. So I watched all their shows. I said, but what happens if they had 80 shows? So I watched all 80 of them. Does it mean I'm just staring at the screen intently? What? No. But I put them on. That's what I would suggest. But I know most people aren't me. They, they, they don't they don't exist like that. That's why I made the courses. That's the point. But if you don't want to go through 450 episodes of the DFS pregame show. You get the 15-hour audio ma- DFS masterclass. If you don't understand basic concepts, like this, what we went over today is in the first course, essentially. It's called the skill gap. What is the skill gap? Did I, in this, in the first course, do we go that much, that this much into detail? No. Just understand the difference that, that your the money comes from the skill gap. There's no objectively good and bad lineups. 
It's in relation to one other, right? The, you know, the, the example, the, 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 the funny example I always give is that, you know, if I was, if I was playing one, a game of one-on-one basketball against LeBron James, like I'd, I'd never, I'd never win. Right. Like, or LeBron James played, uh, if LeBron and Giannis played a game of one-on-one, like who would be better? They bet on it. Like the skill gap would be, you know, you could argue, oh, LeBron would win, oh, Giannis would win, or whatever. But I guarantee you that that if they bet a hundred bucks a game, whoever you chose as who's going to be better, I'm going to make so much more money as myself playing one on one against uh, the the eight year old kid in a wheelchair. Right, I'm horrible at basketball. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I'm a 44 year old dude that's not athletic. What am I going to do? But against the eight-year-old kid in the wheelchair with that's paraplegic, that maybe he's in a coma also. He had he probably has to be in a coma as well, just just dragged around. Like I'm going to beat that kid. So if he want, if that kid wants to bet me a hundred bucks a game, I'm going to make way more money than LeBron James, right? Because the different the difference in my skill and LeBron's skill is dramatic. But the difference between the, you know, the, the half-dead comatose zombie baby in the wheelchair and me is dramatic also. So that's what matters the most in, in DFS is the skill gap between players. When the skill gap between players is minimal, you're, that, that's that's the lottery, right? Imagine going, oh, I'm skilled at the lottery. Like, there's, there's, no, there's no skill in there. The gap between me choosing numbers and you choosing numbers randomly is is, is not much of a skill there. Although, technically, remember, I, I take things very literally. There, there actually is, there actually is a skill gap. There, it's a small one. There's, a, there's actually a skill gap in the lottery. There are, there are little skill. There are, there are, there actually. I don't want to say there isn't because there there actually is. It doesn't matter much. It doesn't make you, it's not, oh, you're guaranteed to win. It's still highly negative expectation. But do, do you know what that is? If you're in the YouTube chat, there's a, there, there is, there is a skill gap in the lottery. There is an edge. There is, there is an edge to go from being like minus 35% or whatever negative EV to being minus like 33% or something like it's, it's marginal. They're actually, they're actually, this is why I don't like talking in absolutes. Oh, it's a, that's, it never happens. It always happens. It's likely, it's unlikely. It's what, like, like, no, it's like, oh, can I play, can I play a bench player in, in my lineup? It's like, usually not, but I'm not going to say never. There are going to be instances where playing a guy that doesn't play in your lineup is going to be optimal. So for me to say never, now, if you never did it, you're probably not missing out on anything, but it's not, it's technically incorrect for me to say, never do it. So what's the skill gap? What are people that, uh, that choose their own numbers in the lottery? You know what they tend to do? Birthdays, Right birthdays and, and special days they put you know so a lot, a lot of times but the one to 31 are much more overused 
than 32 and above. And you go, well, what does that matter? It's like, well, you, you have a slightly more chance. If, you, if you're picking numbers that are 31 or under, you have a little bit higher chance of being duplicated when the numbers win. So instead of winning the $160 million, whatever, you're going to have to split that. But you're more likely to be duped, right? Just like in, just like in DFS. The duplication factor will go up. And we know, conceptually, mathematically, duplication hurts your EV, right? Doesn't make you pray. You can't be profitable in the lottery, but I'm just saying that there, there is, there is an edge. There is, there, there actually is a little, a little bit of an edge. ANS says, does anyone play the lottery and not use equipment? Does anyone play the lottery? Who plays, the hell plays the lottery? That's the, unless that's your form of entertainment. Okay. You buy that ticket and you think about, oh, if I, if I got all of this money, I would, whatever. That's the entertainment factor of the lottery, I guess. A dollar and a dream, right? Noel Rosen asks, can you talk about optimal lines versus cash lines for today's slate? No. I don't even know. I don't even know what that means. Optimal lines versus cash lines. I have no idea. But this show doesn't talk about today's slate on a term of like, this guy, you should play this guy. That's that there would be no point in that. Especially when we don't have any of the lineups out, right? You know what I would suggest? You join join you join Roto Grinders Premium. You get the Roto Grinders projections, player projections, owners projections. You get cheeses, uh, uh, million dollar musings, right? You wait for the lineups. To, you wait for starting lineups to come out. You wait for weather data to come in, umpire data to come in, right? Talking about it now at eleven fifty two in the morning. That doesn't really do much, right? All you have to be doing is look, is going, hey, we got to wait for the numbers to come in to update. Then you tune in later, right? We got Grinders Live later today, right? Grinders Live at 5 Eastern, crunch time at around 6.30, right? Then then at least all are the projections, everything will be updated, all ownership, stack types and everything. The update, and then you could look at You could just look at that. Now, obviously, you could... You could watch the shows, and they'll explain the projections to you. You can, or you could look at them yourself, right? So I don't know. I don't even really know what to. I don't even know what to talk. I, I don't even know what to talk about this early, about anything. And I definitely don't understand what the difference between optimal lines and cash lines mean. So if you want, if you want to, if you want to clarify that, that's fine. I'm always here to answer questions. I just don't understand what the question is. But I got another sketch, right? I think I deleted the other one that was here, right? Got the little sketch. It looks like little, it's like mitochondria. This is almost like a cell. There's a cell, these are eyes. This is a big block with eyes, right? Above the water, right? This is like a frog. These are, this is a frog. This is a frog's face. This could be a frog's face or it could be a tadpole. This is just an eyeball. That, that, that actually, that's an eyeball. That's an olive. It's an olive in a martini. Underwater, the olive is the olive is drowning, right? That's what this is, right? Do you like my deal? Do you like my artistic skill? It's easier to explain stuff like this, right? And I don't want to draw anything. I don't want to. I don't want to put together stuff in Photoshop and have arrows and whatever. It's like no, I just use my mouse and draw like anything else. 
So Noah Rosen says, sorry, I'm trying to learn when people refer to what the optimal line is. And then it seems to be different than what the hundreds of the same cash lines are in double ups and such. Well, optimal line, you're talking about the highest projected median lineup for a projection set. So like if I went to, if I mean, I could even show you. So I do answer questions here. Noah Rosen says, it feels like when I enter double ups, there are long trains of the same lineup, but it's not an optimal lineup if I click it. Yeah, because they're not, who says they're using the same projections as you. Right? Opt, all that op, optimal. Don't don't think of, op, it's, it's the highest median projected lineup. Median projected, median. Remember, that, that that's 50 percentile. So like if I go to the bat projections right now, right? I'm on the bat project right now. Obviously, we don't have lineup orders. We don't have like, dude, we don't we don't got anything. Like, who knows? Corey is Corey Seager in the lineup? We don't know. Right? Probably. But right. So if I go here, I just type in whatever. Right? So here you go. That this is the lineup according to the bat projections. That is the highest. See 166, 116.69. Right? So based on all the positions and everything like that, all the projections that are currently at 11.56 a.m. This is a lineup that, I mean, this would be the highest median lineup. And it's more suitable for double ups, right? Head head to heads. Based on the bat projections. Now, if I change the projections to the plate IQ projections here at Roto-Grinders, and I press the button again. Look, different people are in there, right? The projections are slightly different. Now you have Logan Webb in here. Lamont Wade. Who, know, who knows if he's even going to be in the lineup, right? I mean, like, there's a, this is a different lineup. You know what I could also do, Noah? Instead of having the plate IQ projections or the bad projections, I could actually aggregate the two together, right? So I could have 50% weight the plate IQ projections and 50% weight on the bat projections. It'll basically average the two out. So I'm going to save that projection set, right? Use. What's the, oh, Burns is in that line, right? And then that's a 114.81, right? So the optimal lineup is not, there's no such thing as that. That Remember, lineup HU is not picking players. All it's doing is solving a knapsack problem. It is FPTS column based on prices and whatever. Just like, how do I fit as many of these FPTS column numbers into one lineup based on, you know, the salary and positional constraints. That's all it's doing. It's not picking, it's not picking players. It has no takes. It is not, it's literally not thinking at all. Just looking at the, the number in the FPTS column. That's it. And saying, how do I make this number as high as possible? 114.81. But if I change, if I change Mookie Betts' projection to nine, right? Let's say he right. He look. If I change his projection to eight, right? He's obviously not going to end up showing up here anymore, right? Now, now it's going to give me Estrada, Hanager, right? So those trains 
that you see in your contests are typically highest, the highest median op. I don't want to use the word optimal because you don't understand what that means. You'll see trains of different lineups that happen to be the highest projected median lineup of some projection set or aggregate of a projection set. So that's why that's why that's why you get that. If you go if you go to the bat projections a couple of minutes before lock and say, give me the highest median lineup, regardless of correlation, regardless of anything, right? Just whatever it is. You're going to probably see a bunch of that lineup in, in your double-ups. If you go to the plate IQ projections, you'll probably see a couple of those. If you go to other sites and you run that, you 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 upload that into lineup HQ, you go to other sites that have projections, you'll see some of those lineups. And you just click the button. What's the best pot? What's the best? What's the highest median projected lineup? You'll see a bunch of those. And then if you aggregate all of them together, you may see some of those. It may, it may just be a 2v2. It may have a slightly different, it depends on the slate. I mean, sometimes players are a little bit closer projected than others. So that's it. And you know the difference between most of the, the most, if not all of those lineups? Nothing. So if you're in contests where people are playing, even if they're not playing your projection set, like you, there's no edge in those contests. There's no edge whatsoever. In fact, I would be more likely to find where people are doing that in triple ups and quintuple ups and exploiting that rather than play the double ups at all. So yeah, so that's that's the reason, right? If you go to Reddit, and and ask about long trains of lineups. Of course, it's it's uh, it's they'll they'll tell you it's some cabal, right? The protocols, the elders of Zion, or whatever. It's some some Illuminati conspiracy theory or something like that. They'll tell you, oh, they're they're all they're all in a secret chat working together, right? No, they just don't understand math. They just don't understand math. That there's only a set. There's only a few places predominantly that have good projections for different sports. And then people go and go, okay, what's the highest median lineup? I'm playing that. Like that's, that's really what, that's really what it comes down to. Let's say it ain't a conspiracy. It ain't a big conspiracy. You know, it should be a conspiracy. You're clicking that, uh, that thumbs up button. Give me those thummy thumbs. Give me those thummy thumbs. I'll wave them in different directions. Wave them in different directions. If you got any questions for me, you'd like me to go into more, you could always email them in. Questions at theoryofdfs.com. Obviously, you could tune in. Tune in. I'm here. I'm here all the time. Follow me on Twitter at BlenderHD. See me in Discord. We're having we're having a, a coaching call tomorrow. Tomorrow at 5 o'clock, I believe. 5 o'clock Eastern. Right. Tomorrow's Thursday, right? So just sign up for Roto-Grinders Premium. Join the Blenders Game Theory channel in the Discord. Join the Zoom call at uh, 5 o'clock tomorrow. I'll be doing that. And if you don't join me then, you can join me here, right? Because I'm here answering your DFS strategy questions, like I always do. Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern. 
on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.